It's your internet. You totally blipped off for a second. No, you blipped off. You blipped off. Because you hit record. See, this is what you get for not being... Yeah, but last time when you were hardwired, that wasn't an issue. So, yeah, who's your internet always. provider? I'd like to call them and complain about your internet. But they gave me a beautiful new modem. That's free. They don't care. They mass produce that shit. Is it Spectrum? It's Spectrum, isn't it? It's Spectrum. So it's Spectrum. I fucking hate Spectrum. <laughs> Give me more upload speed, Spectrum, you douchebags. <laughs> fucking 20. You're fucking throttling me. Throttling me. <laughs> so are we going to talk movies? about Guardians? Seen any good movies? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> have. Me have too. You? Let's talk about Super Mario Brothers. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I saw Guardians as well, if we want to chit-chat a little. Okay, was it just me, or was that, like, a completely sad movie? You know, I keep hearing that from everyone. I think the second one was sadder. The second really? one is probably my favorite Marvel movie, to be quite honest. Like, mm. the second one can make me cry every damn time I watch it, so. Is it because of Michael Rooker? Yeah. That scene at the end. Yeah. Father son element to it. Yeah. Uh, just gets me. I mean, this one, I think overall, because you're, you're, I think you're referring to the rocket stuff being sad. I guess so it, it just was it. throughout the whole movie. And we usually have a fun dance scene in the beginning. And this opened up with creep. Was yeah, that sad. was a disappointment. I was like, God, we went to the 90s already. What happened to the 80s? He was just like, I'm only doing this last one, so fuck the 80s. So I was like, mm, all right, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, first of all, not a fan of Creep. Mm. Didn't, didn't really super enjoy the soundtrack, mostly because I think I've someone at work's been playing a lot of 90s songs that I would care not to remember. Uh. Uh, so it just felt like I was at work there for a minute. I was just like, oh, <laughs> God. Why? Beastie Boys is the only saving grace, but that's just because it, they're always a saving grace. So timeless classic there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, but I think that's always kind of like the guard. Like that should be kind of in a way superhero movies in general. It should be against old odds. Are they going to make it? Everything's fucked until it's not, you know, because then then at the end, it's like, yeah. They made it. This is better. You know, it's better because they made it. So I uh, I don't know. I liked it. I, I thought they did the Grimora thing really well because I was kind of like based on the trailers, like, is this going to be cringy to watch the whole time? But they, they actually handled it really well. Um, I really liked her ending. You know, where she just is embraced by her family. And I was like, well, he was wrong, you know? Yeah, it's a different. I did not like the ending ending, the after credit thing. Oh, with the cereal? Yeah. That sucked. <laughs> I know. I, was that all just so we could see the newspaper headline? Oh, I didn't even read. I couldn't even read that. My son was running around like a maniac. Tell me. Oh. Spoiler, everyone. She's going to tell me what it said because I didn't get to fucking read it. What did it, it say? It said alien abduction. Kevin Bacon tells all. Huh. Did you see no. the Christmas special? 
Uh, no, I haven't. Actually, now that you say that, I have not watched Oh, that. sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, is he in that? Yes. I might sorry. not watch it anymore. <laughs> so sorry, that's kind I know. of fine. I know. Oh, if I say anything, she apologized for the wrong. No, no, I mean, because I just that I just that sounds painful too much. Oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I like Drax and Mantis. They're good. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I'm glad they put some of that shit to rest because it's just like that's the thing about the groups is that. And and really what's going to be and I'm just going to say it don't you know, there's so many people turning, you know, like turning on Marvel movies now because they're so formulaic and everything, which I think is why James Gunn's are so much better is that the his formula is more of like the Pixar formula of like, I'm going to get your heartstrings. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get them, but you yeah. won't know how until I already got them. And you're just like, fuck, you got me again, this motherfucker. <laughs> so but, you know. The problem with the Marvel movies is that they really did. And I think they I think it's illustrated perfectly in the opening little Marvel cinema where they used to have comic books. But now oh, they just right. other fucking movies, which right. is disgusting to me, um, where they showed the other scenes of the Guardians. Yeah, and these characters are now the actors. You know, you failed at James Bonding it where you could replace them eventually. Now you're stuck. You're stuck on like a 20 year cycle for people to fucking forget these people. Like you have to Spider-Man it and redo it every decade. That's the only way you can succeed now because you've chosen this long form storytelling for these movies, which is great. And that's the reason why people like the comic books and also the movies. Um, But now it's like it's so attached to the actors. And now you have to kind of cycle out these characters and it's like they become dead, useless characters in your movies like no Iron Man. That's stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh, like, yeah, that was a crescendo of that. But it's like, how are you going to, you know, like when you shoehorn them back in somehow with a different actor, it's just going to be like, eh, that's kind of dumb. You know, like, what are we doing here? Like Captain America, a perfect example. Chris Evans is still in his prime, but like every time I see that motherfucker, I just kind of think, oh, that's Captain America, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> it's just like they've become so visually represented by the characters they play that it's, it's hard to imagine them being able to succeed with a different actor playing the same character. You know, mm. it's just. And I think that is ultimately what will like long term cause the, you know, the failure of Marvel Studios. So that and they just really Kevin Feige needs someone to he needs a right hand man, woman to support him and like shoulder some of the the shit he's dealing with. So they're not all the same because everything he touches is like, yeah, that's the same fucking movie, you know, so. But that's just my two cents, Lindsay. How'd you, what'd you think? <laughs> my very long two cents. <laughs> well, I cried off and on through the whole movie. <laughs> I've heard that about a lot. I, there was only really one scene that um, that I, you know, was was touched by. And I don't, I'm trying to, I won't spoil it because it's still relatively new. But yeah, there's only really one scene for me. See, and it was anything with animals got me. 
Oh, well, I mean, yeah, but I I accepted it early on. Like, the first one got me, for sure. But then after that, I just accepted, like, this is going to be Bambi every single time. And so it just didn't work on me anymore after that. So, Oh, it worked on me. Yeah. And, oh, I remember which. <laughs> the, yeah, the the one, um, I'll just say the escape. That one, that one got me. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and then the, uh reunion a little mm-hmm. bit yeah but that was about it but even then not that much uh yeah anyway what else did you want to say about it sorry oh um better uh, than the second one to you no i still think i like the first and second one best so I'm I'm second all the way. I think the third one's better than the first one. I think the first one's just like fun, but it was f- shoehorned too much into like driving the plot of the Avengers at times, where it just oh didn't with the feel Infinity right. Stone thing, yeah, mm. <laughs> and just <laughs> the bastardization of Ronan. So I was just like, wow, you really took this character and uh, made him useless. Oh, and killed him. Excellent. Yeah. No, I mean he's just the long running character, but that's fine. He's dead now. We don't need him. <laughs> Conflict movies just kill the villain. Keep him around? Fuck no. That's that's stupid. Why would you ever want to use him again? That would be dumb. That'd be dumb. Mm. Anything else though? Sorry. Um No, I just I mean I think overall I liked it. And I for some reason I thought this was the last one. It's James Gunn's last one. He he was on the trilogy. And I'm sure they're going to give it a breather because they got to find someone who's going to, you know. And I think Star-Lord, I don't think, I mean, he's either going to get a spinoff on his own because of uh, his star power and probably just his own personal demand. um, Or, you know, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how it fits into phase. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this All I know is they need to get phase. to yeah, they need to get to phase five quick because no one mm-hmm. fucking likes phase four. Mm-mm. It's got too much twerking and uh, disappointing TV shows. <laughs> and that Marvels, oh my god, I was just like, <sighs> hard pass, <laughs> hard pass. I mean, I didn't, I haven't watched any of the Ant Man's. So I didn't give a fuck about Ant-Man 3. I didn't watch it. I haven't watched The Lost Doctor Strange. I I don't know. I just... I love ben, ben, Benedict Cumberbatch, but I fucking hate his accent in that movie. Like, he was the worst part of Spider-Man for him. I was like, shut up. Doctor Strange is not funny. Why is he funny? <laughs> he's like the only dude you can count on just being not fucking funny. And then he's just like, yuck, 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 yuck. And like, shut the fuck up, Doctor Strange. Shut your stupid... British face that sounds like an I don't even know what American accent that is. Where are you from in America? The butthole? Are you from the butthole? You sound like it. Yeah, I, I just really couldn't be bothered with Doctor Strange 2. I don't even know what else there is. I haven't watched any of the TV shows, Lindsay. Not a single fucking one. I started Moon Knight and I was just like, oh man, we really we went with that story arc? We didn't need to, you know? That story arc was to clean up the fuck ups in all the comic books to make them make sense. And then you picked that one. So now all the fuck ups are present in the TV show slash movie universe. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just not fuck it up? Why? Why? (laughs) 
So I, I tuned out after one episode. That and Ethan Hawke was just, I was just like, Ethan Hawke, what the fuck you doing? Get out of here with that hair. What the fuck's wrong with you? Are those Birkenstocks? What the fuck am I watching? One episode, I was done. I'm out. Done. I watched it all except the last episode. You're just like, I don't need to know how this ends. Poorly, I assume. <laughs> But I really like all that Egyptian mythology stuff. So I was kind of like that. That's the good stuff. And they could have just done that. It's the other shit that they brought in that didn't need to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Multiple personalities, all that other shit. That's that's literally what they did to make like six different retellings of his origin make sense in one universe. They were just like, we're going to fix this. We're going to make it work like this. And it was just like, well, it doesn't still. You could have just pretended that some of these didn't happen, but you just, eh, fuck it, whatever. You guys are stupid. (laughs) Oh, the book's canceled? Okay. Yeah, make a comic book movie TV show out of it, though. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it didn't, it stopped selling because people hated it. But yeah, turn it into a TV show. Brilliant idea, guys. Brilliant idea. (laughs) Same thing as She-Hulk. Based on a comic book that was canceled after like eight issues. They were like, fucking make a whole TV show out of it. It sold poorly, but yeah, no, this is what people want to watch. Oh, yeah, I think I got two episodes canceled. of that. Yeah, that scene, I was just like, nope, not my She Hulk. <laughs> my She Hulk's not doing this shit. This is dumb. My She Hulk, my She Hulk slept with Juggernaut once. That was cool. Oh, wow. I was like, I'm like, damn. Did he put the helmet on? Did you run? Did he run while you were doing it? I need to know. That seems like his thrust would be real fucked up, you know? But the velocity might make it orgasmic. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is the bed was broken at the end. That's my She-Hulk. Ew. Juggernaut's gross. No, hey, hey, depending on who draws him, he can have a ruggedly handsome face, okay? I've never seen him with a ruggedly handsome face. Well, then. And he's got a funny helmet that makes it look like he has no neck. No, he takes the helmet off all the time. He wasn't fucking with the helmet on. He was like, yeah, I'm the juggernaut. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, hi, I'm Kane Marco. I'm pretty rich and I'm also the juggernaut. And she was like, ooh, distinguished. What are you packing down there? He's like, well, I'm like seven, seven, seven. So I got a big dong, you know. <laughs> She's like, well, I got a big vagina. And he was like, let's see what's, like, let's see what's going on here. All right. <laughs> and then they broke the bed. Oh. So. Well, it's anime. Yokoso Yokoso to Let's Anime. Oh, I'm Lindsay. <laughs> I'm Dustin. <laughs> I mean, but you, you said oh so quickly. I was just like, what's she owing? Something happened over there? I was waiting for you Happening. to say, and I'm Dustin, and I realized. But there was no I'm Lindsay. <laughs> 
anime. <laughs> she was rattled by that juggernaut sex talk. I was. Like, man, I would never fuck juggernaut. Wait, he's seven foot seven and has a big dong? All right. Yeah. All right. All right. And yeah. he's rich still? All right. All right. All right. Yucky. He, he looks good with the costume off, okay? I don't know. I've never seen him outside of his costume. All right, just look up some juggernaut fan art. Just tearing off some safe filters. <laughs> and you're like, wow, what a wild ride, pun intended. <laughs> don't look up the blob. Oh, goodness. That will disgust you and make you cry. Why did they make this character? <laughs> He's so sad and disgusting. <laughs> Anyway. So, what have you been watching, Dustin? I've been watching some shit and some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been watching uh, Hell's Paradise. Oh, I still never started that. Well, I don't think you're going to start it, so I'm just going to talk about it. Uh, I believe this is by <laughs> MAPPA. Um, do you remember what this one was about, Lindsay? Or I'll just do a quick recap. The Assassin? Yes, he's... The unkillable uh, assassin? No, he's the hollow. Well, he is basically unkillable. But uh, so the uh, emperor. No, is it the emperor? What's his name? Yeah, the emperor. Um, sorry, I got the sniffles. My apologies. Uh, he is rounding up all these uh, death row convicts and he wants to send them to this. This crazy island where people come back with flowers growing out of their faces and shit. And they, <laughs> <then> they die. <laughs> and he wants the elixir of life. He's like, find me that fucking elixir and I'll pardon you. Oh. I was just like, this is instantly a dumb plan. <laughs> but OK. <laughs> so. All the convicts are brought into this. They set up like. It's kind of cool. Like I, I've seen it in like old samurai movies where it's like their war tent. They just set up, you know, no no roof, but they just set up a, you know, force a square essentially of uh, white cloth. And uh, they bring in the emperor and the convicts all have like a sheet of paper <laughs> like tied around their face. It's really <laughs> weird. To, so they can't gaze upon his. Exactly. Emperorness. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they're presented with the thing and then they're just like, why the fuck would we do this? Why do we want that guy to live forever? And they're like, well, you'll be pardoned and you can't be you will like have a lifetime pardon. So you can just like go do whatever, <laughs> you know, just go be shitty and scummy for the rest of your life after this. So that sounds dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they only get one. Only one person gets it. Oh. So if like well, five still. of you come back, it's like, well, that guy came back first. So kill those four. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, our main character just wants to get back to his wife with the dong burn on her face. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's who we're rooting for. OK. Um, yeah, they keep showing flashbacks over. I'm like, please stop. Come on. <laughs> Children watch the show, I assume. Just I mean, that's a dong. That is a dong. <laughs> Why did we do a dong? <laughs> whatever but then they're like yeah there's too many of you we gotta you gotta thin your herd or like thin your numbers but your hands are tied and you can't untie your hands if you untie your hands we'll kill you okay wait 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 yeah so they get all these convicts to Uh go find uh it uh but then they're like there's too much competition at the get-go so 
Yep. Well, why didn't they just take a smaller group? Because the emperor wants to see a death match. <laughs> he gets into that shit. <laughs> so there's like some low level guys and then there's ones that have like special abilities, they say. And uh, the special ability guys, you know, pretty much start wiping the floor with all these regular jabronis. But the regular jabronis are getting some good hits in. They find rocks, you know, just choking the other people out with their you know, ropes and everything. There's one guy who is like, I don't know. He was laying down. He was the entire size of the room, basically. And he was just laying there. And like when people attacked him, he just like smacked them and ate them. And I wish I was joking. He ate, he ate people <laughs> and they were just like, um, what? <laughs> That's weird. And so the um, <laughs> the samurai, what are the, the samurai beheading people? Mm-hmm. There's one for every convict that's left, essentially. But so our main guy, whatever his fucking name is, hollow guy. Let me try to find it real quick. Sorry. Uh, Gabumaru. He he just like stealths up to the fucking emperor. He's just like, hey, is this really necessary? Like, can you just, you know, put us on a boat? He was like, most of these guys are going to die when we hit the island. Like. And so everyone freaks out, like all of his guards are like, hey, get the fuck away. Like, what the fuck? And they're like, view. And then, oh, and then he's just like, I will give um, like $100,000 extra to anyone who fucking kills this guy. And then they announce who he is. And everyone's like, that fucking guy. Oh, I want to fucking kill that guy because he's all famous and shit. And uh, so then he just starts smoking motherfuckers. He kills like 15 guys. He, he's like, if I have to, I'll do it. But you're not fucking killing me here. Um, he even to the point where he like punches through the uh, the tent and goes out into the ocean and like drowns a man while punt gouging out his eyes. <laughs> and then he just like stands up and flips his hair back like a fucking swimsuit model. But it's all blood. <laughs> and I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he's in. <laughs> and so then they're off to the island. They all ride on a boat together. Um, and then they, they get into individual boats and are sent to float. And it's kind of cool because you just follow like him and his like, you know, by the book, um, samurai assassiner or executioner person. And he undoes his hands and she's like, tie your fucking hands. He's like, you want me to survive on this island with my hands tied? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and she's like, do it. And then they show or like someone else shows up and he's got his hands untied. And he has like a billion weapons. And... uh his executioner executioner is just like, hey, uh, you know, what are you doing? Why is his hands untied? And he's like, you're too fucking rigid. You're never going to survive this island. He's like, why the fuck do I care? You know, like he's going to die here. I don't give a fuck. The sooner he dies, the sooner I go home. So if he's going to go try to kill your guy to, you know, minimize the competition, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm going to do it. So she won't budge. And she's like, I'll, I'll take your head if you untie. So he ends up killing the guy with his hands tied. Which <laughs> he's like, do you see why this doesn't matter? But also, like, if I'm fighting other things, it's going to get real annoying, you know. And uh, and and the other guy even points out, he's like, cool, I'm going to go back to the boats. He's like, but, you know, like, even with his hands tied, he could kill you. Like, who cares? So um, eventually she lets him untie his hands because then these giant, weird, creepy monsters show up. And they're super strange. They look like 
kind of like I don't know creepy demon versions of actual like of like Buddha and other gods and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, like or in like monk priests and stuff. And this is oh, weird. And like, I thought like, going to uh, say an animal. No, no. There, well, there's some mixtures of uh, like one's a, I think a fish one or something. <laughs> like a giant yeah it has like a giant fish head or whatever but then it like shoots out all these like dalsam fucking long arm shit you know from like street fighter oh uh yeah he's just like shooting out all these like long arms and shit and they're just like okay and then when they cut through them there's like nothing inside it's just like it's mass you know there's no bone there's no bleeding there's nothing it's just weird um but like this kind of kicks off where it shows uh, a bunch of the bunch of the ex, uh, prisoners have already started killing each other. So like almost half the field's dead, like instantly. Uh, some have already turned on their executioner and killed their executioners. So some of the executioners are dead and just the numbers already significantly thinned. Like, I think it gets down to like six people by the end of episode, like three oh, or something. Wow. Yeah. And the executioners are there to make sure the convicts are doing what they're supposed to do to basically make sure that the elixir is found and brought back to the emperor, but everyone's killing their executioner. Yeah. Cause so, yeah, because well, and then the one guy even says that he's like, why are we here? You know, he's yeah. like, what sense does that make? <laughs> and he's like, because he's like, whoever's like, if, if like one of them succeeds, he's like, we'll be the next head of our clan. So that's our motivation. That's why we're here. Uh, he's like, but I don't want to be the next head of the clan, so I'm going to let my guy, you know, you killed my guy, I'm going to go home. <laughs> like, I don't care. This, he's like, this fucking island is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, sounds that way. Um, spoiler, he does not make it home. He turns into a flower. And it's oh. On like a, and then, like, the all the boats are wrecked, so there's not even a boat to go back to, but only, like, one group of uh, people know that. Because um, there's, like, this kid that, that was sent there, because he's from, like, a... Um, renegade clan that won't you know come under rule of the emperor like a nomad clan and his executioner is just like a kid shouldn't fucking be here <laughs> so i'm gonna get this kid off this island he's like i'll protect you i'll make up some story or whatever mm-hmm. uh they end up just kind of like fighting through they find the guy that left and he's turned into a flower <laughs> and there's some giant like cracking ass sea creature destroying all the ships and everything so now they're all stuck and then it turns out that kid is a woman and that guy has got a boner. So oh. <laughs> he's just like, oh, God, I know you're a girl. Put put your clothes back on. <laughs> oh, you're like, OK. And then uh, so our main guy, he ends up running into this other ninja. She's from a different ninja clan and her costume's amazing. And they use seduction a lot. But seduction doesn't work on him because he's married to a boner uh, boner face. <laughs> So, but she's picked up two executioners. So, because her charm worked on both of them. And so, one of them didn't have a guy anymore because she killed him. And so he was like, I'll just roll with you guys. And then she keeps trying to, like, she was smart though, because she already, like, tried a bunch of experiments and uh, tricked another um, criminal into basically being a test dummy. And there's this one insect that has a human face. I might add, and it looks disgusting <laughs> that, uh, if it stings you, that's how you get poisoned with the flowers and shit. So. Oh, so there's it's that insect that's. Doing yeah. That. Yeah. And there's just a bunch of creepy insects and stuff. And then like we meet like other, 
convicts that have survived. Um, like the giant guy, he's there, but he kills his executioner instantly and eats him. Uh, no. <laughs> and he just keeps eating everything he finds. He's just like always hungry. And then it goes through his like backstory, which is super fucked up because he's just always hungry. And by the time he was like three, he like killed and ate his parents because they couldn't Aww. feed him enough. Aww. And then he just kept eating everything. <laughs> so um, and then they have to behead him. So and that was pretty, pretty cool. But uh, it was it was also like a good conclusion because uh, the female um, executioner, she's the one that does it. And she's just like, fine peace. You know, she's like, you're full. You're no one's no one's upset or angry with you. Like, you know, just go peacefully. And so he does. Oh, my God, like, oh. So sad. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all sad. Lindsay, it's all sad. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like every every little backstory or twist or turn is sad. Like you also find out that the head, uh, the the father of uh, of dickhead, or of uh, <laughs> peckerhead, um, peckerface. That's what. Uh, what I say before peckerface was a peckerface. It's peckerface now. Okay. Her her father is quite possibly already immortal because of the elixir and does this um, demonstration. I don't know how many. How how often he does it, but uh, he just has the entire clan stab him and then he just bleeds a bunch and then is still alive and perfectly fine. So you're just like, OK, that's terrifying. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to kill that man. I'm like, are you, though? But are you? It sounds like you're going to have to drink the elixir, too. So, um, but yeah, no, it's pretty chat. And then like her own, like the the female executioner that is teamed up with the the uh, assassin mm -hmm. like her backstory is pretty fucked up too because she's the daughter of the head of the clan and she just wanted to be treated like everyone else but she wasn't you know women don't typically do the executioner part but she wanted to follow in her father foot father's footsteps and he just always constantly looked at her with utter disappointment so and then like all of the other executioners they run into tell her like just go home just have a baby. Go home and have a baby. Then she's just like, I'm following my fucking path. Don't you know, that's not my path. Don't tell me to do that. And it's really fucked. Like the last guy's like, he's like super adamant. He's like, I'll I'll chop your fucking arm off and send you on the boat. Like he like he's like not fucking around. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, man. Um, but then she finds this like balance of like. Love and. Uh, responsibility. And because like she's always trying to be like this calm ocean like they taught her. But like instead she's like these rocky waves or whatever. And um, like he's like, I see it now. Like you're you can be the next head of the clan because you just got to walk your own path. You can't walk the path of like your father's training. You got to find your own path. So it's uh, yeah, it's all sad. I mean, so but it's also really fucking good. Um, there's like two brothers. Like one is like this bandit king and his brother actually infiltrates the uh, executioner's clan and becomes his like person. Oh, like, so they're trying to get off. The, yeah, they're trying to get off the island together. That's like uh -huh. their number one goal. And uh, it's they really don't gross. care about like, the elixir. No, nah, I mean, they're going to like find it for them. I think they're going to try to find it for themselves or something or did. Oh, the and it's a win win. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like the. The one I, I'm pretty sure he's voiced by uh, the boar guy from um, oh, Demon Slayer. Yeah, because he's, he's got the, you know, he's got the shark teeth and he's got like a scarred eye. He looks pretty fucking cool and shit. But he um, 
just starts drinking the blood of the monsters they're killing. And you're just like, oh, God, he's just like, oh, it's better than nothing. Um, and then like the last episode issue, I was going to say, but episode they find uh, a hidden like hermit village. And I was just like, hermits don't have villages, but whatever. That's a bad translation. But it's just, yeah, they stumble upon like a human village that possibly was abandoned. And they're just like, there's like this whole second mystery of some people know that this used to be the island of this and this or whatever. I don't remember what they called it. And you're just like, oh, that's that's interesting. So. And uh, the assassin or the uh, ninja assassin chick, she's she's hilarious. She has a lot of good jokes and stuff. She doesn't fight for shit. So. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that is. uh, The hell is this called? Hell's Paradise. (laughs) So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And all the action is like really it's really cool. It's It's like. I hope Mappa doesn't like shit the bed on this one, but it's it's good so far. They'll go into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go into space. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it was like it was modern day all along. It's just like, ugh, now. <laughs> so, but yeah, fun shit. Nice. But, uh, what about you, Lindsay? What have you watched? Well, I have been addicted to the dangers. In my heart. Oh my god! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me before you dive in. I just want to see how far I got to tell you when I tapped. Oh, okay. Oh, you tapped out. Uh, after episode two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> after I found out that they pulled his bike out of the river, I was just like, they pulled his bike out of the rip. Fuck this show. But he still got a new bike. His parents got oh. him a new one. Oh, he's rich and spoiled. Got it. <laughs> this chick is so clueless and dumb, and he is just pure teenage boners. Just like she's a lovable giant. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she's a BFG. All right. You know? <laughs> she is. She might be a BBG, big booby giant, but you know, that's about wow. it. All right, what do you what what do you like about the show? Tell us. Well, I find it very funny. And I think it's because I like her so much because she is just like a lovable goofball. <laughs> she um I don't I think this might have been the third episode. But um they were in PE and she got hit in the face with the basketball and it broke her nose and she couldn't do her modeling job. And she put on like the whole, oh, it's fine. I uh, it's no big deal. But then um, she was really crying when no one else was around because she was uh, afraid her mom was upset with her because she couldn't do the job. And Oh, parental pressure. I don't like it. <laughs> And uh, what's his name? Kyotaro? Weird creeper. (laughs) He was the only one who who had saw. But yeah, and then he um, he when he saw her get hit with the. um, Oh, that's why he. Yeah, he is a weird creeper. So um, (laughs) he followed her. (laughs) That was so disappointed. You're like, oh, he is. He fucking is. I forgot. (laughs) 
Um, he, he follows them on the way to the nurse's office and he hides under the bed. And so he heard the conversation between her and her mom saying like, I got hit in the face. I, I can't do that job. My nose is broken. I mean, was it? Well, she had a cast on it for two episodes. Oh, wow. And her friends would write stuff on it. Like on her nose. Yeah, on the little nose cast, she said, uh, okay. she I got hit like... with the ball, okay? <laughs> so, Because pe- people kept saying, what happened? <laughs> so her friend goes, I'll take care of that. And so she wrote, I got hit in the face of the ball. <laughs> I mean, I know she's a giant, but that still seems like a big area to write all that. <laughs> Even in can- kanji. So. <laughs> um, and... And she, oh gosh, she's always eating. She loves her snacks. And um, the teacher. Oh oh you oh gosh there was oh gosh. Go ahead and spoil okay. everything. I'm not watching. This. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I don't know what kind of stuff she she brings like a lot of kids snacks too. Where you have to make stuff. Yeah. By like adding water and you, you pull apart like the little contraption. It has like a little stir spoon or whatever. And so um, <laughs> she's just <laughs> she's not the brightest crayon in the box. <laughs> no, no, she's not. She's living that model lifestyle. So she realizes she needs water. So she runs out to the sink. Oh, and fills the little yeah. teeny tiny thing with water and runs back, spills it all and uh, just keeps going back and forth like that until he's finally can't take it anymore. So did you see them in the science lab? Um, I don't think so. So he's finally because he goes, why don't you just get a cup? And she's like, oh, the home ec room is locked. And he goes, oh, the science room is OK. We can use a beaker. So she she makes her stuff and she lets him have a sip and then she goes and starts eating all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, OK, I guess that's all for you. Fine. And the science teacher comes in and she's trying to hide her drink thing and ends up spilling it all over her lap. And it looks like uh, white ice cream or white yogurt. Oh, and uh, yeah, the teacher <laughs> goes, well, what are you guys doing? <laughs> so they get Did you just trouble. come on her skirt. <laughs> Did you just come on her skirt? <laughs> I'm not walking in this room to see some teenage masturbation thing going on here. <laughs> you cream pie inside, not on the outside. What the fuck's wrong with you today? God damn. Fry <laughs> hump or no hump, okay? <laughs> So, um, Jesus Christ. What a the dumb teacher idiot. starts getting, he's like, Hey, someone's been eating in the library. There, there was a snack wrapper found in the trash can. And, um, he's totally thinking it's Anna. And he was like, uh, have you been throwing stuff away? And she goes, I never threw anything away, which was true because she always yeah. gives her trash to Kyotaro who throws it away. <laughs> And uh, he, Kitaro comes to her defense and um, uh, she asks him, like, hey, can we talk as friends? And he's like, no, I want to kill you and or have sex with your corpse. (laughs) Well, he's decided now that he likes her and he feels awful about it. Oh, he doesn't want to kill her anymore? No. 
I feel bad for all those times I wanted to just murder you when I didn't understand emotions. <laughs> but yeah, he he dawned on it on um on it on that. It dawned on him when he was hiding under her hospital bed and heard her mom and he was like, Why was am like, I here? Why do I care? And he goes, Oh my god, I care. That's why I'm here. But <laughs> I'm still like creepy her. and going about it wrong. <laughs> I mean like really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so he realized it when he was being creepy. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but she seems to like him too. But he keeps talking himself out of it like, no, they're just making fun of me. Um, they are. <laughs> they are. He's hella creepy. <laughs> um, they, they go on a. Oh, that the trips where you go to people's workplaces and learn and they they go to like a, a manga studio. Career uh, day. Yeah. <laughs> career day. I mean, I never got to go to someone's like actual career. It was like, go to your parents. And then oh. you're like, did you want to be like your parents? No. OK, I don't know why we brought you here then. <laughs> We didn't have career days in Bakersfield. <laughs> well, our career day was more like people, A, not surprised, uh, B, <laughs> explains a lot. Uh, <laughs> career day was going to the meth lab. All right, so if you really want to make some money, <laughs> let me show you how, okay? Close the goddamn door. We need the fumes to just really hit us while we're cooking, okay? Um <clears throat> Well, I mean, our career day was like people were invited to talk about their careers. We didn't actually get to go. To oh, like, I was referring more to like bring your kid to work. Like day, but like usually it was like, you know, like my mom's job and they were like everyone brought their kid. It wasn't just like my school or something. It was like everyone. Oh, no. Yeah. We didn't have that. And we didn't have people come talk about their careers. Um, I mean, I. Uh, Maybe they should. <laughs> like, oh, that's why I, I wanted to join the FBI from the seventh grade, because I was just like, FBI sounds cool. <laughs> and then eighth grade, I was just like, fuck the police. <laughs> and every division higher than the police. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe that's why. But, well, uh, they went to a manga studio and she wasn't really very into it, but he was. That he was trying to be cool. Mm, that's a mistake. And uh, she did notice how much he wanted to go look at like original drawings of Baki. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one to see. Yeah. I mean, maybe not original drawings. They're probably pretty rough, but. <laughs> and so she she was like, hey, guys, quit crowding around that. He can't see. And she kind of pushes him up there so he's able to look at it. And then she tries to talk to him about manga. She's not really into it, but um, she, you know, she's trying to talk to him about it. And he's just like, oh, they're just making fun of me. And uh, they end up getting separated. He goes to the bathroom and she waits for him. And everybody else leaves on the train and uh, it's just the two of them and she's crying and all upset about it. And he thinks it's because she's stuck with him and uh, she feels bad because she didn't tell anyone to wait for them. And so she's thinking it's her fault and uh, he tries to make her feel better and he buys her a drink and 
he's like comforting her and then all of a sudden she like looks over and he's sitting as far away from her as possible saying all these nice things to to her <laughs> so he has confidence issues and mm-hmm. she has a, an intelligence issue mm-hmm. 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 but it's it's cute. I like it. I really like her. I just find her so endearing. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm just I'm rooting for her because <laughs> I like her to find creepy love. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wasn't it like the second episode where they were doing the school thing and the one girl did a graveyard and then they oh, all soon yes. like. That someone jealous wrote it at her, and she's like, "It's mm-hmm. just a really common last name." Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Fuck it, I'll take the the fall for it." <laughs> just write my name on all of them. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I um, think that was the second one. And the the chubby girl and and that other the pervy guy, uh, they have like a little side art going on too. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> Which pervy guy? There was. It doesn't I know have, there like, was a three group sitting of three. behind him. Yeah, there's a group of three, but one, the one not one drawn like shit, probably. Yeah, mm. no, not the blonde one, and not the big one, but the other one, the smaller guy. Well, I don't remember what he looked like. <laughs> well, he he has a crush on Hannah, and Hannah mm. kind of likes. He liked them thick thighs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I can't remember. I think um, Anna was trying to share uh, sweets with her and Hannah's like, no, that's okay. I'm not eating any sweets. You know, I'm trying to lose weight. And then something happens and uh, a chocolate pie falls out of um, (laughs) Hannah's pocket. (laughs) Anna really wants it, but Hannah doesn't give it to her. <laughs> so she goes and buys one herself because she really wanted it. Jesus, she's a glutton. <laughs> she is. <laughs> you just find her to be an adorable, endearing anime glutton. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Well, I like it. Weird. I watch it as soon as it comes out. Seriously, this I is the do. one that you yes. watch immediately. Yes. Oh my god. I just like it. <laughs> There's not even any fan service. I feel like. No. Which is refreshing. <laughs> Boo! More fan service. Where's the fan service? I miss '90s fan service. I miss white lines over everything. <laughs> Constantly. Except it's unwashable. The fan service got too crazy. Can't see a goddamn thing with all these white lines. Why'd they put 13 naked women in one scene at different angles? I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, what else do you have? I have... Hmm, this is a tough one I want to talk about first. You know what? I'll... Remember that show I talked about? <laughs> First episode is really long. Oh, the idol one. Yeah, Oshinoko. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't stop watching that shit. It's real fucking good. <laughs> With the starry children. Yeah, they're fucking great. So now we're <laughs> now we're all grown up, ish. Not really. They're in 
they're at the end of middle school and they're trying okay. to get into their next high school. So mm-hmm. um, the sister wants to be an idol, but Strawberry Productions has never done an idol since the last group because, you know, the murder and the stab. Oh, and all got that. it. Yeah. <laughs> Which they show the dead mom again. And I was like, OK, <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, but uh, so the sister keeps getting like not well, she gets scouted by like little indie idol groups. Uh, but she also keeps applying for like these big idol groups and her brother <laughs> wants to protect her from being an idol. And so he pays off the idol people and uh, when and to, you know, to and basically sends a rejection or not like a. Um, yeah, what is the word I'm looking for here? He basically says, I'm going to withdraw from the competition before they have a chance to pick her. Oh, and then he calls her from like a burner phone <laughs> and pretends very convincingly to be from the agency and say that she did not get the role or you know, oh. get the position. Why does so he want her to follow her dreams? Because he doesn't want her the same thing to happen to her that happened to their mother. So to get knocked up and murdered. Yeah, well, and just like how her career was and everything. So he just he's like, it's too he's like, just go be a singer or something or, you know, like, don't be an idol. But it's her dream. She's got to do it. You know, he's unsupportive. Yeah. So she's going to go to this high school where it's like one half is general ed and one half is entertainment people. (laughs) Um and so she's going to go to the entertainment side and he just wants to go to the same school to be around her to protect her. So he just goes to the gen ed side, even though he could be on the other side or he could even go to a better high school because he has great grades and she has terrible grades. Oh, so. I thought he wanted to be an actor. Well, I'm getting to that. Let's see. He oh, apparently okay. gave up on that dream, <laughs> but he uh, so they reconnect with the. um well, he's still working. I should let me back up a little. He's been he's working with the director guy still. He figures he'll get better results working behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. you know no one's really paying attention to him, so he can go get his DNA samples and see if uh, and find their father that way. So that's mm-hmm. been his goal. Uh, but then when they go to do the interviews at the school, they run into uh, the girl he co-starred with, the one that he made look really bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Went, and so she has been madly in love with him ever since. Not really madly in love, but she she, you know, has wanted to act on the same stage as him ever since then. Oh, and so she kind of. Uh, follows him around after the interview and he goes to the director's place and I forget. Oh, she's like, hey, I'm working with, you know, I'm working on this thing with this next guy. I could probably get you a role, you know, get you, you know, get the get the the dust off and get you back out there or whatever. Um, And it's like this super popular manga that they've turned into this this uh, like live action show. And when he finds out who the uh, producer is, he's like, yeah, I'll do it (laughs) because the producer is one of the guys that's on his like hit list of possible people. And then it goes into this backstory of when he was like younger, he found her um, eyes, three phones and he was able to get into two of them almost instantly. Like one was 
personal one was business, but he was like, there was this third phone and he was like, you know, his password locked. And so he tried for like seven years, every possible combination (laughs) until he finally fucking got it. And then there was like seven names in there of people. He like when he looked them up that they were in the industry and he was just like, I need to fucking test my DNA with these seven fucking people. And this producer guy is one of them. So he's like, okay, I'll do it. And then it's really great because uh, like, so he tells his sister and she's like, what? You're going to be on the show. And then she like watches the first episode and she's like, the acting is terrible. She's like, I, cause she read his manga. She was like, the manga is so good. And then the, uh, the, you know, the child actress that is infatuated with him still was like, you know, kind of just, She's like, yeah, it's really just being used as a um, marketing tool for the young actors. So none of them are like young models, essentially. So none of them really have any acting ability. And she's had to, like, bring down her abilities so that they don't look like shit, like utter shit. Um, And so he has been cast as the stalker guy that shows up at the end of, like, the, the series, essentially. And he kind of um, he kind of just embraces it or whatever. And he just kind of matches their tone as well. So and he kind of goes into why he gave up on acting is he was like, I don't have that natural charisma and everything. And he's like, the reason I worked when I was a child is because I wasn't really a child. You know, like I was able to just be an adult because no one was expecting that they were impressed by it. But then my skills didn't grow any. So. He just felt like he wasn't able to do it. But he overhears the director and the producer guy talking about how, like, they wish she would just like the the um, chick who's infatuated them, how she would just kind of like let them just go through the motions and get over with this shit <laughs> because no one cares. Like the ratings suck. It's an Internet show, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's just like, nah, hell fucking no. <laughs> And so it's great the way the episode ends is because he starts like they've staged and set up everything to avoid all the puddles coming through this leaking roof because it's raining the day they're filming. And he has decided to say, fuck that. And he's walking through all the puddles and he's changed the entire atmosphere of the scene. And then the sound guy's like, fuck, he's walking through the puddle. Should we cut? And the director's like, no. Let him go. This shit's good. (laughs) <laughs> and he uh, he totally just like ups his acting. He makes the other guy like so impassioned that he actually like physically punches him um, to like make that content. You know, like he just really oversells like everything for the guy to make the guy look good. Like it's very uh-huh. much like wrestling. And he's just like selling fucking for this guy hard. And it's also she can nail like the basically the final scene of the fucking manga. And then she does it. She nails it. And then you're just like. Okay, what happens next? You know, Um, and then we cut to the manga artist and she's in her studio with her assistants. They're working on their next project or whatever. And she's like, hey, I'm going to watch the show. I I work. And they were like, oh, why are you still watching? That was so fucking terrible. Uh, She's like, yeah, the last couple episodes got good. You know, have gotten a little bit better or whatnot, because they said they'd have to reshoot some shit because he did such a a different performance that they were going to have to, like, change some shit. And um she watches that scene and then 
uh, the the final scene with the girl when she, like she cries and says this line, and then the the manga actor or uh, artist like cries because she's just like, oh shit, that's exactly how I pictured it, you know. And then uh, they're at the rap party, and she thanks her, and she's like, oh, you know, thanks her, you know, and like no thanks to him because it's like no one knows what he did to get that scene, you know. It's like it's just him, mm-hmm. you know, and and her to a degree, like she thanks him for it because she's like, I know, I know that you really like helped make that happen and everything. And then the producer guy ends up not being his father, but he is like, uh, like he, I think I forget for some reason he asks him, uh, like, Oh, who's your, like, who's your inspiration or whatever. He's like, I is always going to be my inspiration. She's my number one. And he's like, tell you what you do this dating show for me. And I'll tell you everything. Even her production company didn't know that she was doing. And he's just like, okay, I'm game. <laughs> and so then he's on this terrible dating show where they just like put six young up and coming like entertainers together and just like film them like chit chatting and stuff. And he meets a girl and then she kind of uh, tricks them into getting camera time together. And he's just like, ooh, she's dangerous. <laughs> and then his sister finds out the hard way. She's like, I forbid you from dating anyone other than this girl. And he's just like, you have terrible taste in women. You're not allowed to date. <laughs> and she's like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> and then and now it's flipped over to her side where she's started an idol group. They've gotten the uh, the actress that's infatuated with him because she's a freelancer. And so it's just the two of them in a group. Um, they team up with this Internet streamer who is a muscle man wearing a chicken head. And he's like, if you uh, if you can do an hour workout with me, then uh, you can take off your mask and reveal your group name. And uh, so they do. And it's the same as the mom. She's just taking the fucking name and running with it, going second generation. So and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But uh, the the cliffhangers at the end remind me a lot of um, Eminence of the Shadow, where it's just like. It ends in a place where it shouldn't. And that makes mm. you want to keep watching more immediately. <laughs> and there is no more to watch immediately. So is and this your show this season that you're watching immediately? <laughs> one of them. One of them. This. Yes, absolutely. 100% this one. When it what I'm like, I'm just like, go away, family. I'm watching this for 24 minutes. Leave me alone. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Why is dad upset? Because he just watches goddamn anime and he's got to wait another fucking week and hope no one gets sick. There's no delays in the release schedule. Now I know why these otaku get so goddamn mad. But yeah, it's um, it's real good. <laughs> it's real good. Like if you're not watching it, like I'm leaving out a ton of shit. It's just so. It's just so good. <laughs> Animation is just beautiful too. So, uh, yeah, please please watch it, everyone. Um, <laughs> give it give it your support. You won't be disappointed. I mean, now you at least get six episodes to blow through. And that first episode is like watching four, <laughs> so you know, you got like ten episodes to watch in a row. Whereas I'm just stuck waiting in weekly hell for this shit to come out. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. Anyway, what uh, what else have you been watching? Let's see. Well, going from really good to not great. Uh, Yuri is my job. 
Are you still watching that shit? <laughs> yes. I'm kind of curious about this one because your your cafe one, the TNA has quickly evaporated in that show, and I'm just like, man, she really suckered me into watching this. <laughs> no, but that first episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm not going to keep watching the first episode. It wasn't that good to begin with, you know. And the TNA was the worst part of that because I was like, oh man, is this really, this really coming to terms with his grandma, you know? Put your fucking clothes on. Come on. Stop distracting them. They're all falling in love with him. He's just like, I'm going to take care of all of you. You know what I mean? Financially, of course. (laughs) Not physically. Maybe. One day. Anyway, so Yuri is my job. Yuri is my job. job, I don't want to be here. Uh, so this is the one it's it's a little cafe where they role play, I guess, as characters at an all girls school based on some manga. And Hime is our main character and she has her cute little facade that she puts up because she wants to meet a nice boy and get married to someone really rich and live the rest of her life in luxury. It's a lofty yeah. goal. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Very like, or work out and keep it tight. She I don't know. Does have one best friend who knows that it's all an act and is okay with that. Um, Sounds like an enemy waiting to betray you. <laughs> who um, she's quite taken with Hime. The friend? I, yes. Oh, that's why she's accepting of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like. <laughs> smells like fish (laughs) she gets a a little left out um, that Hime is leaving for this job all the time and somehow follows I I think she followed her but somehow wound up at this cafe and recognized Hime and is all like hey it's me and of course Hime was told to pretend that she doesn't know her and she goes oh you got me mixed up with somebody else and, uh, of course, uh, the manager girl sees um, shy friend. I think her name is Kataro. Doesn't sound right. Kanoko. Kanoko. I was like, was it Kataro the last story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kanoko. Anyway, Kanoko. Kataro yes. Kanoko. Yes. She's like, that girl's got potential. Uh... Uh, so now her other her friend's going to work there, too. Doesn't she already have yes. someone from her school working there? No. What was the senpai person? That was a beautiful older girl that she wound up in that sisterhood relationship with because she was the only person who wasn't falling for her uh, sparkling personality. I so. see. Are they still mortal enemies? Keeping up that act? Or oh, something? Dustin. Oh, <laughs> Do tell. Yes. Okay. So he may find out um, is super protective of her whole facade and wants everyone to like her, even if somebody does not like her, because way back in grade school, she was betrayed by this other girl who told everyone that he was a liar and then nobody wanted to be friends with her. And she was stuck till she transferred schools and started over or graduated and started over in middle school. And she's like, I have to win over everybody so that nobody turns on me. 
So instead of learning her lesson, she was like, I'm going to double down. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yes. And then you get a little more backstory and you find out that Hime was friends with this girl. And I can't remember her name. I'm going to call her Mitsuki because I think that's her first name. Is that the older chick that? Yes, that's that's the one that she's in the the sisterhood relationship with. Yeah. And that's the same person that betrayed her. Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it was because they were playing a piano duet together and all the other girls who wanted to be Hime's friend were all like, oh, she's forcing you to do that. She's always you never have time to hang out with us. And, you know, she's uh, so stubborn and no fun, never just always studies and practices piano and you don't want to be friends with her. And so everyone started um spreading rumors about Mitsuki that um, she was bullying Hime and they're just making her out to be the bad guy. And she sounds so, terrible. <laughs> to save Mitsuki, Hime uh, quit piano right before the big recital. Oh, really fucked up the recital, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> and um the girls were all like, oh, I'm so glad. And she was she was too hard on you. And um, he kind of like, yeah, I just couldn't keep up. It was just too much. And of course, Mitsuki heard her say all this. And that's why she she said, hey, she's a liar. She was hanging out with me and told me that she hates all you guys. So you can't believe anything she says. And and so Hime was all like, I don't know why this girl's not falling for my facade. And so there the manager makes him have a heart to heart talk, you know, and get to the bottom of this because it's it's causing um, rumors and stuff on on, because they have an online community where they talk about what's going on in the cafe (laughs) and the storyline. Oh, my God, that's so much work. I'd be like, I can't. (laughs) No, this is too much. (laughs) I'm a part-timer. I don't care. (laughs) Yano. That was her last name. That's what she always calls her. Yano. And, of course, nobody at the cafe uses their real last names. So Mm. she never realized that it was um, Mitsuki all grown up. And Mitsuki knew it was Hime the whole entire time, which is why she's always been pretty cold to her. Mm. And uh, she goes, yeah, I just got betrayed once. And I remember this girl's name. It was Mitsuki Yano. (laughs) The uh, Mitsuki stands up and slams her uh, ID on the table. And she's like, what? It's you? So then they really. Welcome to hell, motherfucker. Yeah, then they really hate each other. And then rumors are really swirling that Mitsuki was forcing Hime to be her Western. And uh, Hime just... word. <laughs> oh, so they're once again turning Hime. on. Yes. Oh, yes turning yes, on her yes. again. She's going to she's going to yeah. double down. She's like, she, the motherfucker don't learn. I'll make you come out as a liar again. <laughs> and her friend has started. uh working Kanoko has started working at the cafe too and she's always just like hey it's okay it's okay if one person doesn't like you it's not a big deal and why are you trying so hard um she already knows it's a facade you don't have to keep trying with her because she knows so just give up already and and I'm like going uh how are you going to convince her (laughs) ever of a lie at this point you dumbass 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then it, uh, Hime is thinking to save Mitsuki once again from all these rumors. She um, makes a big scene in the cafe and she's like, it's not true. I'm here because I want to be here. Um, and she tries to give her her little cross back, which is a sign of their sisterhood. And Mitsuki's like, why are you doing this again? Why are you quitting out of the blue again? And they kind of have a heart to heart in the middle of the cafe. And she's like, I did it to protect you. And then they embrace and cry. And they're like, I love you. Which apparently is no big deal. Um, it's no big and, deal? Yeah. To who? The cafe to either people? one of them. They're just, uh, the cafe people are eating it up. But, um, yeah. They're like, another coffee and a cake, please. I'm kind of like, Hime, she loves you. Like, I think she loves you. <laughs> That's why she was so betrayed when you quit all of a sudden. <laughs> mm. She loves you. And Hime's just like, oh, I love you too. And I'm like, like oh, you're, you're great. Thanks. Hime. <laughs> Hime, she and, wants to go downtown. <laughs> which makes. Prune the bushes. Which makes her friends super, super, super jealous. Uh-oh. Yeah. Fight, 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 yeah. fight. So then in a little after, and that's where the main show leaves off. But then there's a little scene after the credits on the sixth episode. Oh. And the manager's talking to the Gyaru girl. Um, and she's like, hey, maybe it's time you got a schwester of your own. And uh, the Gyaru's like... And <laughs> she's like, no, I don't think that'll work. She goes, yeah, we can make you the older sister of Mitsuki. And she goes, no way. Mitsuki can't switch back and forth between older sister and younger sister. No way. That'll never work. Uh, so she goes, well, what about the other girl, the blue haired girl? And uh, the girl's like, she won't even talk to me. And uh, she finds her phone that she left at work and, and calls it. And he may answers. And uh Oh, Hime's calling it. And so she picks up the phone and she's like, oh, yeah, she lost her phone. Where is it? We'll come get it. And she's uh, she tries to put her her shy friend on the phone and her friend won't even talk to anybody on the phone. So she goes, I'll just leave it at work. We'll get it tomorrow. And I'm like, one, no teenager would say that. (laughs) 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 They would be on their way back to work to get their phone. Yeah. But um. The Gyaru is looking through it and she goes, oh, there's no passcode. Boy, what what trouble can I get into? And she goes to her gallery and it's nothing but pictures of Hime. Nothing. And she is like, oh, that's why she doesn't talk to anybody but Hime. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So you don't like it because you sound very impassionate when you talk about it. Oh, uh, it's OK. <laughs> uh, it's okay. You know, really it's all fresh it in, in my mind times. because I watched four episodes this morning. Mm, Lindsay, stop mm-hmm. telling people how the mm-hmm. sausage is made. Okay. Sorry. She watched it weekly, everybody. <laughs> I can't. Definitely didn't do any sort of weird cram session right before I've we were never done that in my life ever. She's never talked about it a hundred times on this very podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She definitely does not treat it like procrastinating homework that I've assigned to her. Nope. Nope. I don't procrastinate on homework. 
Oh, so we're less than homework. <laughs> less than homework. Except for this class. I've been procrastinating for a week and a half. So we're slightly below that class. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather watch anime. I said below, not above. History. Oh. Oh, no. Slightly above. Slightly above this term. I know. <laughs> This term, everyone. This term. Wow. This term. <laughs> Winning us over, Lindsay. Winning us over. Well, I got one more for us. Alrighty. It uh it's called Heavenly Delusion or Kengoku Daimako Yo. Yo. I think I, I think I did that one pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> Lin, Lindsay would probably disagree, but uh, uh, this one is uh, it's real good. It's real oh. good, Lindsay. I, this you haven't talked about it at all, right? It wasn't in the first episodes. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was kind of I don't know what's up with the rights on this one. It's a little uh, a little tricky to find, but um, it's real good. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> It takes place apparently in the year 2024 when the world has gone to shit, uh, like utter, utter shit. Like it's very post-apocalyptic and it's told in two parallel stories running. So it starts off in this uh, kind of this living structure. Think of it like kind of a dome-esque type thing where there's all these kids and they're just like wearing the same little like red and kind of faded or faded red and white uh, uniforms and they're just playing and you know I, it's just this is like this group of kids one of them's sick they talk to him in the window like they're all like you know just sweet and you know great and everything and they're I think uh, I think they're technically in high school ish or oh. something I don't know who knows and uh, like mostly they have robot caretakers and stuff. And so that's like technically because it's introduced first, I'm going to call that like story A, you know, then story B, we find these two teenagers that are kind of just surviving in the post-apocalyptic world on their own. Um, <clears throat> one's a boy, one's a girl, kind of. <laughs> so <laughs> okay <laughs> it's 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 interesting and i hate to spoil it but i think i'm just gonna spoil it because whatever because the internet spoiled it for me so fuck all you all spoil it for all of you um so she, her she's his bodyguard she has to get him to this place called heaven so he can deliver something to a person with the same face as him that's what he's been told and uh, his last, like, kind of, I want to call them a bodyguard, but like almost caretaker in a way, um, died and put her in charge, like hired her to put her in charge of getting him to heaven to deliver this thing because um, it'll like save the future or something. So they're just kind of, you know, rolling together and uh, they um, but they run into like these man eating monsters and stuff. And he has the ability to when he touches them, he kind of like enters them in a way and he can go in and like kind of just like find their heart and just stop them. And then they just disappear or whatever. Um, 
And so they're just kind of surviving like that, going through the city and everything. And then we go into, um, oh, they go to this like farm and this farm like is like, yeah, we're sending, you know, a shipment over here. So you can like, you know, if you want to go to this other city and keep, you know, looking for this place, like there's this place called heaven over there or whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll go over there. Um, because they were told to go to the farm because the farm is called heaven. And it was like, well, yeah, because they have marijuana and food. <laughs> so everyone was like, it's heaven to me. Um, <laughs> and so on the boat, he's like, he tries to like kiss her. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, um, and there, I should back up a little bit. There's a scene where they, they stop at this like house that has like, clean water and baths and like you kind of it's like a hotel in a way like they convert their house into a hotel and it's like oh stop here for you know like bedding and everything mm-hmm. and um she undresses and she has like these pretty gnarly scars on her body and stuff but then she looks in the mirror and she goes to like just kiss herself in the mirror like hardcore <laughs> You're just like, what Wait, the what? Fuck? <laughs> yeah you heard me kiss herself in the mirror like she's attracted to the person in the mirror so just her on the boat which is her on the boat. And it's about to get weirder. Um, she talks to uh, the guy and she goes through her backstory and um, you follow this brother and sister. They're living in the city and they like have this uh, electro cart racer circuit that they're on. So they like have a re- electric cart, not a gas cart, but an electric one. Mm-hmm. And there's all this bedding on it and stuff. And if, you know, and the sister is the one that drives it and the brothers, you know, he kind of pit crews it a little bit when they need repairs or whatever. But he's obsessed with this guy named Robin because Robin's on like the neighborhood squad that keeps him all safe and stuff. And he's like out investigating and they protect him from man eaters and monsters and all this other shit. And he's just like, I want to be like Robin when I grow up. Um, and then he, you know, is like. Gets beat up by some other kids trying to protect another kid. And Robin comes over and like gives him his coat. He's like, all right, here you go, man. You're like, you're, you're a good kid. And then they're like, oh, and there's this doctor that looks after them and everything. And just like, yeah, you know, like it life's life's perfect um, for being in a post-apocalyptic shithole. And then one day, like they're racing and then he comes down to see the race and he sees like an invisible man eater. And he's just like, oh, my God, I got to warn them. But like no one can hear him over the the world, the crowd and everything. So he goes to try to stop the uh, the monster. And he ends up getting basically like, you know, like started to get eaten by it. The sister pulls the head in front for once and sees the monster and she stops all the other racers. She's like. Go go back, tell him there's a man eater that you know, get him get indoors, everyone, you know, races over, whatever. And then she looks and she's like she sees that uh, um her brother's jacket from the Robin guy and she's just like, No, and fucking drives the cart into the fucking monster and like pulls him out and he is just a torso. Like he's oh. already been half eaten. Uh-huh. But then something happens at that point, and we don't know what happens because then we wake up as the sister and her head's all wrapped and all fucked up and stuff. And the doctor's like leaving and she's all like kind of drugged out of her mind and everything. And, uh, but it's like the brother narrating inside the sister's body. And you're just like, Oh, the fuck. And basically the doctor. And then, so he's like trying to walk and stuff. And he's just like, what's happening. And, and you're kind of like, they, they leave an ambiguous of like, 
oh, who is it really? Because you're hearing him talk, but they're in a gown and their head shaved. So you don't know mm-hmm. who's a boy, a girl, whoever. Mm-hmm. But then he gets to the mirror and he sees that it's his sister's face and he's just like, what the fuck? And like freaks the fuck out and starts breaking mirrors and shit. And, and they're just like, oh, drug, drug her, drug her. And they keep calling her her. And, and he's just mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Why do I look like my sister? And, uh, you know, it's kind of alluded that the uh, doctor put his head in her body. But it's like her body was fine. Like the last time we saw her because she you know drove into the monster and kind of fucked it up and then mm-hmm. got her brother out. You're just like, OK, what happened after that? I don't know. Because um, that's all he remembers. He just remembers being pulled out by his sister. That was the last thing he remembers. So he's just like, OK, and her crying over his body. Um, and uh, yeah, and so he's he then it cuts back to her slash him explaining to the, the boy that they're traveling with who keeps calling her sis, by the way. He's always like, hey, sis. And she's just like, so. She's like, you like girls, so do I, because I'm a boy and a girl's body and my sister's body. And Uh. yeah, so and they're just like, okay. And then this man eater attacks the boat that they're on. And it's like this fish with like human hands. Which is interesting because when we cut back to the other side of the story and like the, the school, basically, there's this uh, one of the boys, one of the older teenage boys does all these crazy drawings, just like freehand, you know, just comes up with, you know, someone will be like, draw me a fish. And he drew a fish with a bunch of human hands. And that was like alluded to a couple episodes before. And you're like, oh, shit, is this kid drawing man eaters? You know, what's his attachment to man eaters? Um, and so and just to finish up the first the other two people, because it does a great job of bouncing back and forth, but they're kind of like my favorite part. So they get to the other side of the city. Um, he gets into a fight because he's so. I guess uh, disappointed about finding out that, it's, <laughs> you know, because like, he's really kind of, you know, he, he's he's hit puberty. He's interested in girls. He's traveling mm-hmm. with this girl. Um, and it's kind of you go through his backstory and he was like an orphan after the you know downfall of society and that he kind of has just been passed along from gang to gang. Like if one gang leader got killed, he was just absorbed into the next gang until this one woman found him. And then so he's just been bossed around his whole entire life and stuff um, until she was like, you know, found the body or like until given this like mission of find find the person with your same face and give them this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now he's tra- traveling with someone his same age and he's like, you know, just blossoming into the world, you could say. And so he's all like just distraught and he's playing like Street Fighter 2 in some fucking arcade. Or no, it wasn't Street Fighter 2. Some some fucking uh, I forget the term, but uh, he's, he's playing an old video game, basically. And uh-huh. these guys are like like they're fucking with him. And he just he's actually like super strong and shit. And he just starts fucking with or like fucking rocking all of them and beating the shit out of them and stuff. And then she comes in and just like jump kicks one in the face. And he's just like, you don't even know what's going on. She's like, so what? <laughs> like we ride or die together type of thing. And he's just like, all right, whatever. Um, and then they get tricked into buying this map uh, that has like where all the clean drinking water and all this other stuff is. And so they go to the clean drinking water place and they find these two guys that look vaguely familiar and they've been killed by a monster. And uh, there's this like burnt hairless bear that's Aww. there and it's like chasing them because it's just super hungry. 
and apparently like what was the plan was like the the gang was going to jump them when they go there that's like what they do they sell these uh, maps I'm like, 100% clean drinking water you go there you get fucked up by them they take all your shit or whatever got it um yeah so so then they end up on this like old piece of like highway concrete <laughs> the bears just like waiting for them and so uh the, the girl boy, I don't know what to call her anymore, so I'm just going to call her the girl. Uh, she's because I don't remember any of their names either. They got there's tons of names being thrown at me in this fucking show. She's like, do you see me as a man or a woman? And he's just like, well, I mean, I just learned that you're a man, so I still kind of see you as a woman. And she's like, I'll let you touch my boob if you. And then he jumps down. Oh, she dropped like a battery thing for this like weird electric gun she has. Hmm. And basically she's like, I'll let you touch my boob if you go get the bat. And he just like jumps down, instantly runs and gets it. And he's just like, she's like, oh, you're fucking creepy. (laughs) So and then they get out of that and then they're staying at this hotel nearby. And uh, the hotel owner is also a teenage girl. And she uh, kicks him out of her room because he's there to touch the boob that he was promised to touch. (laughs) And she's like, none of that in my hotel. Got to keep my futons clean. And then she comes on to him. And she's like, touch my boobs. And he um, when he does, he goes inside her body like he does the monsters. And he oh. and he's just like, no, 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 stop. Let me come like, because <laughs> he doesn't want to kill her. Uh-huh. And, and then he's like, sis, sis, come here. And then she comes in and he's got her like pinned almost doggy style. And she was already naked. And he's like, I, I went in. I went in. And she's like, why the fuck would you call me over for this? And he's just like, oh, <laughs> not like that. But <laughs> but then on the the school side, I'll call it. That's where the story is really fucking weird, because all the kids kind of have crazy little enhancements, um, like one super strong. One can like jump like from fucking two stories up and down uh, like there's the art one. And there's one that's like really good at electronics and shit. And there's like this. I don't want to call it AI, but it's more of like minority report where you have like a machine person in a way like they're mm-hmm. just like strapped to a chair and like got a mask over their head, like Professor X style. Mm-hmm. And the machine is. Uh, fucking with these kids, kind of in a way. Uh, like he sends one of them like a picture of one of the other girls in the shower and he's he confronts her. But he's like, did you send me this picture? And she's like, what picture are you talking about? And then he's like, because I'm, you know, and he tries to explain his emotions. But like they're not teaching sex ed in this fucking future school. So he's just like, I want to, like, lick you all over and like uh, I forget what he says. She's like, so you want to, like, stab me and keep me you and keep me in your room? And he's like, no, not like, well, I want to keep you in my room. She's like, forever? He's like, well, no, not like forever, but like for a period of time. <laughs> and it's just like he's trying to explain like sexual relations to her. And she has she's not there yet. And so she's just like, what are you talking about, dude? And. Uh, and then. Like this one, uh, Tokyo, uh, Tokyo is her name, his name. Well, okay, so it's the person that has the same face as the other guy. Uh But the switch is that even though they look like a boy, they're actually a girl. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) gender roles in this are constantly fluid. Um, And then they're trying to figure out, like, because they find out there's an outside outside of their world. 
like and then the director of like the school comes down it's like this professor x looking motherfucker too because she has like a digital wheelchair as well and she's like yeah there's an outside out there and he's just like uh you know and it plants a seed of like i want to know what's out there and then one of the other kids like oh the artist guy is drawing like a baby and then one of the girls is like that's not a baby that's not what babies look like i've seen a baby and he's like what do you mean you've seen a baby he's like show me and then they go through this like ducting and crawl through this thing and then you see like them on the computer monitors like monitoring the security footage and it doesn't show them and you're just like ooh the AI is fucking like the computer system's protecting them like why is the computer system protecting them like what mm-hmm. what's going on and then they get down into this room and yeah they're not babies Lindsay <laughs> they're fucking creepy little like squid people things and I was just like ooh what the fuck um <clears throat> Almost like when you'd make like ghosts out of like paper or like out of cloth where you like just put the rope around like a, a head. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And have the, that's what they look like with like really? squid hands and just like, oh. yeah, I was like, oh, what the fuck? And uh, they accidentally set off the alarm. But then the, again, the computer system helps them. It calls for a different alarm by itself. So everyone goes away. So they have time to get out. But uh, Tokyo leaves a footprint. And then um, Tokyo starts like. Just is very confused with everyone like like there's some girls that are kissing and then this other guy wants to have sex with his friend and he's just like, oh, what's going on? And then uh, the dying kid in the class uh, calls Tokyo over and then just like forcibly kisses her, him, whatever. And <laughs> then that and then he runs away and then the older boy that does art like finds him. And then they're just like, we, he was like, I, if I want to be if I'm going to be kissed, I want to be kissed by someone like you. And then the older boy's like, oh, well, I want to kiss someone like you. And so then they like are sneaking out to each other's rooms. And again, the computer is helping them. It's like erasing the footage or putting up like fake footage. Uh-huh. And uh, and then when they're getting undressed and that's when you see like, oh, Tokia is a girl <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> OK, <laughs> well. I guess that's why the boys like her. <laughs> so and I was like, OK, but it's just like this. It's like we know which two faces are now, but like, how are they going to find each other? You know, and what's the mystery? Of like, and it almost seems like the um, the lab has grown these children and that they were probably these weird ghost squid baby things at some point. And uh, but they kind of turn into these fucking man eater things later on, too, or something. I don't know. It's like. What is the mystery? So mm. and it's crazy because this came out and I was like, I had just seen the manga and read about it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I want to read that. And then it was like, now a fucking anime. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but I have a feeling if this doesn't conclude the story in one go, I'm going to end up reading the manga. So I'm really just more curious about the mystery other than anything else. But like just the the interactions are very enjoyable, very believable. Um yeah, just this whole like teen. It's like it's weird because it's just more of the whole like puberty, teenage adolescence, finding yourself in the world uh, with the backdrop of a post-apocalyptic world. Like, you know, these things still happen, even even if the world is ending or or all fucked up. So. Um, and this is it's, it's good. It's interesting. Oh, and for the persist, uh, the, the, uh, the boy brain and the girl body, she's uh-huh. trying to. On the on the journey, she's trying to find the doctor to ask him questions, but also find Robin, who went dis- uh, who disappeared shortly after that, too. And uh, I'm sure that will be interesting and heartbreaking for one of them. 
So, but yeah, it's a, it's a damn good show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I spoiled like all of it for everyone. (laughs) All the ginger (laughs) mysteries and stuff are revealed. (laughs) I don't think it really changed too much, you know, and it's not like, not that it's not mostly obvious anyway. So, but anyway, yeah, good shit. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can always find us on the socials. Let's animate podcast. Uh, drop us a line or a recommendation at let's anime at outlook.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Dustin, take us out. Good night. I have nothing. Bye. <laughs> that was worse. <laughs> that was worse? I don't think so. Mm-hmm.